In today's episode, we recap the series win against the Padres and give our MVP of the series. And we preview the next series against the Cardinals and give score predictions for each game and talk about some recent roster moves. Welcome back to another late night recording of Cubs Win Podcast. Not as late as last time. No, not quite. About an hour earlier, but still late. Um, I am Cubs Win, of course, joining, joined by Cubs Legion, and we'll start off tonight by recapping the series win as Padres, unexpected win. Yes, this was definitely unexpected. Um, I don't know how we won this series, to be quite honest. Um, you and I both predicted to win one, I believe. Yeah, we predicted to win the first one, which we lost. I'm noticing a pattern. Everything yeah. we do, the opposite happens. So I think we'll just start predicting sweeps from now on. Yeah, and then the Cubs will just sweep everyone. Yep. All right. So, game one, we had Alzheimer on the mound against Ryan Weathers. Yeah, seemed to be a favorable matchup for the Cubs. Yeah, um, Abbott was pitching through an injury, apparently. So he wasn't top-notch that night. No, far from it. Um, Got bases loaded. Yeah. Yeah. Plus run is, um, I think. Mm-hmm. So the first inning, he got bases loaded outs and somehow got out of it with only giving up one run so yeah against Tatis when you're, too yeah struck out Tatis twice yeah that was something that was unexpected mm-hmm. so I guess when you're pitching through an injury and still only give up two I think it was two or three um, oh, four. All right. Well, he... I feel like brothers. I don't know. I can't remember exactly. Five walks, though. That was out of character. Right? Well, I know that the bullpen gave up some. Some of them. So not all of them, I think. So... Yeah, they were counted towards him, unfortunately. Which seems to happen a lot. A lot of his ERA is because of the bullpen. Yeah, that's true. Mainly from um, earlier in the year. The bullpen knows. The bullpen has definitely not helped him this year at all. Um, for whatever reason, the run support is always really low when Advert is on the mound and the bullpen just kind of tumbles. Or at least it did earlier in the year, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um... So he pitched three innings and he got moved because of the thumb blister. Yep. And um, brought in others in. He pitched and then got got a strikeout. Mm-hmm. And Keegan pitched two and up a couple runs. But he still got three strikeouts. So that's nice. Yeah. Um, Keegan was really good, I think. He's a shark. 
Um, that was like one of the only bright spots of this game one. Kind of got away from us at the end with Manny Machado hitting that long home run to right. So, but it was it was relatively close. I felt it was kind of like those uh, those games out in San Francisco. Um, you know the the Padres were leading the whole time, but um, the Cubs they were they were in it. They got some runs. It kind of felt like they had the makings of a rally. They they were down four nothing at one point and they pulled within one, but they never really climbed back into it or took the lead and they let it get away from them. So yeah. Yeah. So Maples is brought in after him. He got two outs and Abbott pitched five and point one innings and Rizzo did not catch fly ball or a little pop up. Which next pitch, which was a slider about a foot high in zone, resulted in a home run to right field by Manny Machado, like you said. Yeah, it was. So um, that, <laughs> that was. That was disappointing. That was unfortunate. Um. Anyway, I was not surprised though, the way that might have gone. Yeah, it was. One of them was gonna sit. Was gonna uh, sting us at some point. It was either gonna be Tatis, Machado, or you know, someone else like Cronenworth. I have no idea, but um, it turned out to be Machado. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, actually made a couple of sliding catches. On yes, by he Machado. Did. yes, he did. Um, a pretty ugly game one loss. Not gonna lie. Um, this was not. This was this didn't have the makings of a great series for the Cubs because this really felt like the only game we were going to win after having a pretty rough series out in uh, out in the Bay with the Giants. You had Elzelay starting, and you thought, well, Elzelay, then Davies, then Arietta, and you just saw a severe decline in chances to win a game or even stay competitive in it. So after they lost this game, I kind of was preparing myself for a sweep. And I think I even put in my story or on my post, like, well, we're going to get swept. So, uh, that did not happen. Okay. So, Grisnik made his return to the team this game, got the start, did a little chopper. Yep. And it scored two. He beat out the throw, which hit him in the back. Yeah, they were all, they were uh, already trying to re-injure him. Yeah, so that made it 4-2 and later in the inning, Alcantara hit a deep fly ball to left. That was a sack fly. So that made it 4-3 and yeah. he scored two. Then the uh, Padres kind of pulled away again and the Cubs got back in it and then it just kind of faded from there. Ian Happ hit a home run to center field in the seventh inning. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Um, that was it. That was good to see. Yeah. You know, he's been struggling as of late. So, why does, you know, it was during a loss and it didn't really mean much, but he got it. So, good to see. Mm-hmm. 
right, moving on to game. Oh, yeah, it was 9 4 loss, finally. And... Yeah, uh, this one definitely got away. It was yeah. just. I don't know. It was they, they had some really weird games during this whole road trip where it felt like the other team didn't beat them as badly as the final score indicators. Except for that one game against the Giants where Arietta gave up six runs and I had that epic rant. Oh, yes. A legendary rant. Yeah, yeah. Which turned out to be a jinx, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Game two now was a turn of events as the Cubs won this one seven to one. Yeah, this was a bizarre game. Yeah, Zach Davies was pitching for us, so like, Oh, here's a second loss. But yeah. he pitched really good somehow. Uh, yeah, a pit- pitching against his former team. Yeah, not six exactly, scoreless. No, not not exactly the um. Not 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 a favorable matchup to say the least. We all saw what happened to Trevor Williams against Pirates um, early in the year. It just with the Padres loaded offense and Davies's his inability to really get out of situations cleanly or you know pitch very strongly um, without walking the line. As I've said many times before, it kind of felt like this was going to be an absolute shellacking by the Padres. But for whatever reason, I don't know how he did it. He pitched like six innings and gave up one hit. One hit to this team that has Tatis and Machado and all these really talented guys on it, and he gave up one hit to them. And I believe he struck out Tatis. Yeah, uh, Tatis went two for eighteen against the Cubs this year. Uh, one of the hits was a home run. It was at Wrigley Field in a Cubs win, and that was about two weeks ago or a week ago, something like that. Um, and I think the other hit was just a single. And all the other at-bats, he was out. So Tatis didn't do much against this year. So, um, Zach Davies really kind of... Yeah, I, I really hope... Skin on his ear. I really hope this is a playoff matchup. So maybe we can advance on Yeah, I mean, I know that the Cubs did well against the Mets in 2015, and Ultimately, that did nothing in the postseason, but the Mets were just really hot at that point, and the Cubs were kind of petering off a little bit. But who knows? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get to the postseason, and maybe the Cubs will beat them again. We'll see. That's a long way off, but that'd be nice. So, <laughs> yeah, one hit in six innings with Zach Davies. Mm-hmm. Really don't know what's going on. No, I have no idea what the hell that was. And I remember thinking to myself, well, I remember thinking to myself when he was pitching, I thought, well, this kind of confirms my belief that Davies is better than Jake Arrieta because Jake Arrieta would have given up six runs. And that also turned out to be wrong. Yep. So since the beginning of May, uh, Davies, Ray, I believe, is... Just barely over two. 
It really feels like it's higher. He kind of has that whole Dan Winkler sort of thing going on. Yeah. Where he, gets, where he gets in trouble and then just, like, finds ways out of it. But, um, yeah, I guess the results kind of speak for themselves at this point. It's been a little while, and he's sustained it. Yeah, he really horrible first month, except for his first start. Yeah, his first start was uh, the, one of the best he's had to this point. And then his entire first month was completely terrible, and he's been better over the last month or so. Yeah. So. In May, he only had maybe one or two bad starts. Other than that, he's all good. Yeah. Um, I'm still not really sure how he was able to shut down the project. I mean, he's a poor man's Kyle Hendricks. He doesn't really have the stuff that Hendricks does, so I don't know. Just I just kind of figured that after what the Giants had done to him in San Francisco, that the Padres, knowing what he throws and everything, and you know what his weaknesses are, I thought they would pound him, but they didn't. And it's just inning after inning, just shutting him down. And I thought, oh my God, it's just. Bizarre, to be quite honest. I'm happy it happened, but it's just very bizarre. It was weird to watch. Yeah, no one was expecting it. Every day, or every time he pitches, I'm just like, oh yay, it's Davies Day. And for the past month, he's just. The past month, he somehow got it done. Mm -hmm. Um, So, on the offensive side of the ball, Patrick Wisdom hits. Um, another home run, yeah, on a which is be, which is becoming he's becoming a, a superhuman, like a mythical figure. Yeah, so that that home run made it five nothing. Before that, start off the scoring. Wilson Contreras hit a solo home run, really far home run, in second deck, um, and. His brother, William, also home in tonight. So, that's like, I believe it's the first time brothers have hit a home on the same day or something. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. Yeah. He and, he and William, Wilson and William. Um, imagine calling those names around your house if you were their mom. Um, Wilson and William both going deep. And I think... As you said, that's the first time that's happened in Major League history. Two brothers going deep on the same game. I know uh, Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey each went deep in the same game, but I don't. Yeah. But there has never been two brothers that have gone deep on the same day. So, yeah, that is a fun fact for two different teams. Runs two and three came by an Anthony Rizzo double where Jerkson Profar did not field the ball. Yeah, that was odd. Took a bad route. Yeah, um, and the ball traveled to the wall and that scored two. So after that, he was immediately removed from the ball game. Yeah, um, 
That was kind of strange. I mean, we've all seen pretty routine base hits to center field a ton, and I was kind of shocked that Profar took the route he did because he was standing to the left, like his left, our right, if you're looking from home plate. So he ran to his left to field the ball, but he ran in like a straight line, like towards the ball. He ran parallel to the infield to field it, and then the ball just got past him and went all the way to the fence. And I thought that was really a bad decision on his part because that ball was hit so hard that you just kind of have to take the route to the wall and try to cut it off as soon as possible if you're him. But instead, now he goes flying past the ball as it rolls to the fence, and that ultimately costs him two runs. So, yeah, Cubs got a break, and then Rizzo homered later on. Um, that yeah. made it 7 nothing. Two-run home run, seventh left field. And, um, as usual, the bullpen came in and shut it down. Except for the ninth. Oh, yeah. Mills got knocked around, gave up a run. To be fair, it was his return after, like, a month. So. Yeah, but I, I'm still not expecting much from him. I, I don't really know how he threw a no-hitter. <laughs> it's It's baseball. It's just, just, I feel like if there were people in the seats last year and if it was 162 games in a normal year, I just, I don't think he would have done that. I I think he would have given up four runs in the start, but I think because it was 60 games and it's this really surreal atmosphere, I think he did it. And I think that's the only reason he did. And I just... It, it still doesn't make it any less impressive. I just really don't know how he did it because he's not really that type of pitcher. Oh, he's, he's, he's yeah. just an occasional starter, not a rotation. I guess, yeah, I mean, he's a spot starter. <laughs> he's a spot starter. And, you know, it was against the Brewers who weren't terrific last year by any stretch of the imagination, especially on offense, but it was still really weird. It was just, and now, you know, he's he's been pretty average otherwise, so I just, no idea. Um, but anyway, back to the game, he did give up a run in the ninth inning, uh, got knocked around in the entirety of Cubs Twitter was freaking out about it. And they said, you know, incoming blown lead in the ninth inning. And I was just, I was like, you know, I understand their concern, but I was just a little confused. I mean, it was seven to one, two outs, two strikes. And these guys were panicking about a six run lead. And I thought, you know, does anyone on here ever actually rest? Like the game was over. I mean, at some point you just have to be like, oh, well, they got to run. I just thought it was kind of funny. You know, everyone was saying, like, oh, my God, they're going to blow it. You know, they're going to give up a two-run homer here and then a two-run single, and Andres are going to win the game. And I thought, okay, well, that's awesome. Can't wait to see that happen. That'll be something. So it was an interesting ending. Yeah, Mills struck out Will Myers on a pitch right down the middle. In yeah. the ball game, so that sealed a seven to one victory. 
Yes, so, it did. Um, series is split so far. Winner will be decided in the next game. And, of course, everyone is thinking to themselves, well, it's nice that we got one. Because yeah. there is yeah. absolutely no way Jake Arrieta pitches well tomorrow. Yep. Game three, Cubs face their old friend, you Darvish. You can already see it coming. I I actually just mentally checked out of this game. I didn't make a lineup or anything. I was just like, all right, here's the lineup. I put it on my story. Um, go Cubs. Hopefully win. We probably won't. I'm going to come back at the end and see this. And, and just see the... Did um, you listen to anything? I listened to an inning and a third. Because I was busy the whole day. But I I think... No, I listened to the very end. But, you know, I had it on my phone, and I was like, wow, you know, this is going well. But I just decided to save myself from the destruction. <laughs> it's just like, forget it. We're going to go up against Darvish. He's going to, like, no-hit us. Arietta is going to give up 10 runs, and everyone's going to be furious and upset. So <laughs> it's just... Let's get this yeah, one. Darvish was no-hitting us until about a fourth inning. Yeah. Pearson goes yard. So our Cubs Yeah, that tied it up. And before or, yeah, that, that tied it up. Um, the Padres had gotten a run on an RBI single by Machado, I think. Um, yeah. And that was the only mistake Jake made the whole game. Yeah, that was uh, a really that was a deceiving moment. I think that came in the third inning. And uh, Jake gave up the run, and he thought, oh, boy, here we go. Here yeah, comes that, the sixth that was run, my thoughts exactly. Yeah. Um, but well, alas, got out of it. I kept waiting for him. I kept, Like, back-to-back days, in the span of less than 24 hours, I kept waiting and waiting and waiting for Zach Davies and Jake Arrieta to fall apart against the Padres, and it never happened. It never happened, and it just... It was the strangest thing. All of a sudden, before I knew it, Jake Arrieta had pitched uh, five innings with, I think, six strikeouts. Yep. One run allowed. So yeah, five innings, four hits, one run, one walk, and six Ks. So uh, his ERA is below five now, so there's yeah. some hope. Yeah, some hope, a small victory. Don't know how we did it. Uh, it I I don't know how we won this game either because we were not starting Bryant or Contreras. We somehow I do not know why. Because off day today, I do not know why they weren't starting. Well, especially when we're facing you, Darvis. I have no idea. Um. Yeah, I just I this is a, this is also why I thought Darvish was gonna no hit us. I I did think it was a possibility, especially when he was cruising through three innings like without a hit. I thought, oh, this could get really bad because we didn't have anyone at the bottom. We literally had no one. I think we had, um, let's see, I don't remember what we had, but we had like Alcantara, uh. Uh, Ortega and Wisdom. 
No, not wisdom. Um, Higgins. That was strange. So, yeah, I don't know how we won this game. Yeah, so <laughs> they tied the game at one with that home run by Jock. Mm-hmm. And a few innings later, now you got runners on the corners with no outs on a full count to Anthony Rizzo. Grounds into a double play, but it scores a run. So let's take a two to one lead there. Yeah, um, that was productive. I I'll guess. take the run. Sure. Yeah, that's that was my thoughts exactly. When you're facing you, Darvish, you'll take what you can get. You know, who cares if it was a double play or whatever. So the Cubs are up 2-1 to one at this point, and Padres didn't do anything in the bottom game. And the top of the eight, they bring in Emilio Pagan, who gets out, and then gives up a home run to Sergio Alcantara, his first as a Cub. Yep. Um, that was unexpected. Error. Um... Kind of, it was really hammered. It wasn't like a cheap home run either. He hammered it into um, into left field, cleared the wall by a good margin, and uh, congrats to him. Uh, I think that was only his second career home run. His first came in uh, his first MLB at bat uh, last year with the tig- with the uh, Tigers against the Twins. So. Way to go. He's impressing. I hope they keep him up here. Yep. Keep him up in DSA Sogard. That would be nice. Eric Sogard has just done nothing. Uh, it was... It was good to see. And I say that way too much, but it was. So it comes a 3-1 lead now. Going into the bottom of the ninth, bring in Dirty Craig. He gets yeah. the job done. Jock makes a nice for the first out. Walks Tatis. No, he doesn't. He almost walks Tatis. He gets into a 3-2 and two or 3-1 and one count. And Tatis smokes one to center field, but Ian Happy uh, makes the leaping catch at the wall. It doesn't rob him of a home run or anything, but makes the catch near the fence to rob Tatis of an extra base hit. So, yeah, um, that was a huge second out. Next batter, Hosmer. It's Jason Hayward of a catch here. He gets another catch here. And that ends the ballgame. So, Cubs will miss him. Three to one. They beat their former teammate, Darvish. Yeah, um... All, all around a very good game for two reasons. One, we got to see Yu Darvish pitch really well, and we all love Yu Darvish. Mm-hmm. So that was good, and also the Cubs won. Yeah, so, with our B lineup. Yeah, with our, like, B-minus lineup. So that was good. That was very good. Another, another thing, Yu uh, Darvish, second AB, I believe, used Anthony Rizzo's walk-up song. So that was yeah, pretty that was, funny. That was funny. That was, uh, Morale is still there. 
still have that connection. Yeah. So that's good. Put a smile on everyone's face. Um, he was smiling as he went up yeah, in the battle. So, um, Cubs take two out of three, and your MVP of the series. My MVP of the series. <sighs> Another one of those were really doing almost. It's got to be between Davies or Arian. Um, you could argue Rizzo as well. Yeah, you could. Um,. He had one big game, but and got in the uh, go-ahead run in the third game. Yeah, um, four RBIs in game one, four runs added in. Um, let's see. I'll go with his. Okay, interesting choice. I'm gonna go with um. Yeah, the side between Davies and Ray Rita. Oh, let me think. Um, Two people who you never think would win. Yeah. Yeah, two people who you would never think would win. Um, Oh. I'm going to go with uh, Arietta. Something I never thought I'd do. But he was going up against you, Darvish. Um, I know Davies had a better stat line than Arietta. Um, you know, Davies won, I think, one more inning. Um, but Arietta was going up against Darvish. So he knew going in, like, if he gave up basically two runs, that was like giving up 10 in a normal game. So for him to really bear down and. For him to really bear down and uh, get the win, but also strike out six and only allow uh, one run against Darvish and keep the Cubs in the game, I thought that was really impressive considering who he was going up against. So, Arietta for MVP. All right. Never thought I'd hear those words come out of your mouth. Yeah, that, it's, uh, it's something we'll probably never choose again. We got Grant in the last episode, series MVP, the Mets. It's baseball is a weird game. Yeah. Um, that's baseball. Anything can happen. Anyone can get hot on any day. Don Larson in the 56 uh, World Series or whatever it was pitched a perfect game after having like an average year. So there are plenty of examples of people in baseball doing terrible and then all of a sudden one day they're just the best person best player on the planet and Arietta wasn't the best player on the planet that day but you know he went up against a really tough opponent and the guy that, and the pitcher an opposing pitcher on the mound who could make a case for the Hall of Fame so you know there was also some pressure on him too because he knows how much the people in Chicago miss Darvish and, you know, and he knows how much they loved him and 
how much they didn't want to see the Cubs fall to him. So, he really uh, impressed me and wowed me. I was not expecting him to do as well as he did. I actually tabbed him for, I think, nine earned runs in this one. Yes. So, um, an MVP-like performance from Arietta on uh, during the series finale. Yeah. Um, so Cubs win this series two to one after we predicted one to two. So yeah. Good things. Yeah, the uh, opposite of what we said was going to happen ended up happening. Kind of a pattern. And tomorrow we start a series at home against Cardinals. And we with will be full, with a full Wrigley Field. Full house. Yep. 100% capacity. That's going to be great. Against the Cardinals. That's going to be great. And I they believe probably, we have... That was probably on purpose. Yeah. Um, They're calling an opening day 2.0. Yeah, that that's gonna be fun. I believe we have um I believe we have a hundred percent capacity. Or no, jeez. Yes. No, yeah, that's not what I meant to say. I, I, I was going to say I believe we have Kyle Henderson around. Um, for game one, so that makes it even better. Hendricks at Wrigley. We all know that he yeah, has he, really killed the Cardinals, so that's, that's great. Would he be I think he's going to be pitching game two. Well, I think last series he pitched right after... Uh, last series he pitched the final game. Oh, right. Okay. So, I guess so, he will be pitching game two. So, I guess game one will be... Trevor Williams. Stewart? No, Williams is activated, I think. Oh, I didn't see that. Maybe... I don't know. Let me check. I, I thought Williams had come back. I can't and remember, though. We brought up Stewart. Yes, I know we did that. Point. But I think that was just because Elsway has that listed. Um, let's see here. Searching up someone named Tever Williams. <laughs> oh, I guess he is still down there. Still down on the IL. So I guess it will be Cole Stewart. Cole Stewart, we're guessing, since MLB app just has TBD. Uh, the infamous TBD. Yes. He's never given up a run, never lost a game. Never lost a game, never given up a run. In fact, he's so, so good. good. No one has ever seen him pitch. Yeah, no one knows what he looks like. He's just got a blank picture up there. So I think this seals a win. Yeah, in all seriousness, I I really see this being a great weekend for the Cubs. They're going back home where they have a great they have a great record at home. Um, they're not going to start like their best pitcher on the mound in game one, but the Cardinals have never faced Cole Stewart or whoever is going to be on the mound before. Um, and all the fans are going to be there, Bryant and Contreras, they to be in the lineup tomorrow. Um, 
So I, I think I think this sets up a really good weekend. I think the Cubs are going to have a good yeah. weekend series against the Cardinals. Game one, the Cardinals are pitching Johan Ogilvy. Probably say it. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not good. No. Which is why I say it sets up a really good weekend. Game two should be fun. We'll get yeah. to that here. But game one, Oviedo versus Stewart, we're assuming. Yeah. Day game, by the way. I'll say uh, for game one, I'll say the Cubs win like seven to three. I think Stewart goes like four innings, gives up two runs. Maybe the bullpen gives up another run, but the Cubs ultimately come away with the win. Um, they kind of rally late and pull away. So I think that's what's going to happen in game one. So we get off to that great start with all the fans. Yeah, 100% capacity. It's going to be great to see even on TV. I was at the last 100% capacity game. I went to the, unfortunately, um, that whole infamous like four-game sweep at the Cardinals had at Wrigley Field, I was at the last game of that sweep. So I actually saw the finale of that whole saga. Um, and that was the last time Wrigley Field had 100% capacity. Now, there weren't 100% of the fans there, but, you know, that was the last time Wrigley I got a feeling there will be tomorrow. Yeah, uh, I also have that feeling. You know, that was the last time Wrigley was um, open to everyone. So, and just from what we saw with the Padres series and how excited and loud all the fans were and how many of them there were, um, I have a feeling tomorrow's game is going to be sold out and sold mm-hmm. out through this weekend. I think people are really excited. Yeah, to I back. think they even had to delay the ticket sales because it's such high demand. Yeah, uh, yeah, the bot, I heard that the servers broke down. <laughs> But like the sort of the in, the uh, Cubs, online survey. Cubs fans are excited to be back to it. Yes, they are. Um, so game, game one, one, I have a good winning. I'll yeah, I'll say Cubs win game one five three. Okay, I'll go with that. Sounds good. Um, so we each have them winning the first game. Mm-hmm. Game two now. Finally get to a night. Yep. They have John Gant on the mound. And we have another another guy that I don't I think he's in the bullpen for them. So yep. he probably won't last too long. Um, I believe Hendricks should be on the mound for us this game. Yeah, it lines up correctly, so hopefully we get a wide Hendo performance. Yes, we need to see it. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So. Um. That game's gonna be on Fox. Yeah, they always do. They always go. Uh, they always double dip with the national coverage when it comes to the Cubs and the Cardinals, mm-hmm. which I am supportive of because I don't have any regular way to watch TV. And the next game, they're gonna be on Sunday Night Baseball. Again. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is all very nice. I have a little thing I want to say about Sunday Night Baseball when we get there. 
guess they're gonna. They're, I guess they're gonna be on ESPN the next game against the Mets as well, and the next game. So wow. first two games against the Mets are gonna be on ESPN. So we get ESPN three days in a row there after oh, getting one day for Fox. Well, um, I'll say the Cubs win. No, I'm I'm tempted to say that the Cubs lose. I don't really see a sweep, but I just feel like I I don't I can't really explain it. I just I don't really see a win in Game Two. Gant is good. I don't think he'll last that long, but I I don't know. I just I feel like if we have to lose the game, it'll be the second one. So I I, I feel like that way too, but I. Also, not going to predict us to lose this game. Well, I think the Cardinals will win 4-1. to one. I really hope I'm wrong, because a sweep would be really cool, or a series win would be really cool at Wrigley. But, um, I just, I, I can't explain it. I just, I don't really think we're going to sweep them. So I think game two will be the one game that we lose. Batters have a 370 OBP off game this year. Well, maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe I'll be wrong. Yeah, he's given up over eight hits per nine innings. Okay. So I'll say well, the Cubs win this game three to two. Okay. That sounds that sounds good. Nice solid three two win. Um all right, and now Hendo performance, of course. Yeah, why performance? I think Hendricks will do good, but then I think maybe like someone stings him for a home run. Yeah, that seems to be the mind. case this season for him. Yeah, it kinda like good, it has one. one inning where he gives up one or two homers and goes back to being good again. Yeah, he just needs to get it out of the system. It used to happen in the first inning. I don't know if people remember this, but like back in 2009... Did against Braves. Yeah. Um, back in 2019, he had this thing where he would, in the first inning, give up, like, a bunch of homers and runs and then would pitch five innings of shutout baseball where he allowed two hits. And so he would end up throwing six innings of, like, three-run ball. So it was really weird. But, um, yeah. So that's my prediction for Game 2. And then Game 3... Could be, uh, well, it was going to be Adverb. But, um, I guess not. Um, I guess it's now going to be Keegan Thompson? I don't know. I mean, maybe Williams will be back by then. Yeah, maybe. Well, um,. I think regardless of who it is, if it's Williams or Thompson, I'm going to pick the Cubs to win this one. Yeah, they got Carlos Martinez on the mound. Okay, yeah, the Cubs are definitely winning this one. <laughs> um, oh, my God, he was horrible. He is so bad. He gave up 10 runs to the Dodgers in one inning. What? Like, he wasn't on the mound for all of them, he but gave... they were all his batters. So, yeah, um, they scored 11 in that first inning, topped off by Cody Bellinger or Grand Slam. Yeah. So, Things you love to see. Yeah, I think the, I think the Cubs will win this one like five to two. Five to two. All right. 
I'll say we win 7-2. All right. On Sunday Night Baseball, and let me just say right now, I just want to, like, make my opinion clear about Sunday Night Baseball. I've already talked about Alex Rodriguez, but I know there are some people that think that the Sunday Night Baseball broadcast is kind of, like, poorly done because of, you know, they have a lot of interviews with the players and, like, with former players and all that, and, you know, just the things that they say are kind of dry, but I actually do kind of like the whole presentation they give. I think it's cool, and I think it's it's different from the, you know, the normal, um, the normal thing that you, you know, the normal television game that you see on the, I can't think of the right word, but like the, the normal games that you see, where it's the home broadcasters, and they just, um, you know, they go about their business doing the game. I just think Sunday Night Baseball is cool. It just has kind of a special feeling, and the yeah, whole... Just get rid of A-Rod, and it should be good. Yeah, if A-Rod was gone, it would be much better. But see, the thing is, I remember way back in, like, 2016... Let me see if I can find the guy's name. It was um, Aaron Boone, uh, David Ross, both of you both of whom are now managers now for the Yankees and um, the Cubs, of course. So, let me see here. Uh, Blue Jays broadcaster. Dan Shulman, I think, is the guy. Uh, he was on ESPN in 2016 and 2017. And I think he, I believe he left to go to the Blue Jays after that year. In 2018, he went to broadcast for them, and that's when I brought in Vaskurgeon and A-Rod and Mendoza. But, um, back then, it was really, it was like, they had a really good broadcast team, and I remember really missing them, so I think Sunday Night Baseball is really good as a whole. I think people just have a more, more of an issue with who does Sunday Night Baseball. And Vaskurgeon is really good. Vaskurgeon's great. He's probably my favorite announcer. But the rest of them are just, you know, not, not so much. Buster Olney is fine, I guess. I mean, I would, I know it doesn't work this way, but I really wish Ken Rosenthal worked for ESPN instead of The Athletic, because Rosenthal is a really good reporter. Do you remember him doing interviews on the field after the 2016 World Series win? Yeah, he reminds me of the postseason. Like, every time the postseason rolls around, um, we got Joe Buck, um, Smoltz, and then they're like, now down to Ken. And then all of a sudden there's Ken, who's got the bow tie on. And so he always he always conjures yeah. up a lot of postseason memories. So I'm predicting a sweep. You're predicting series win two out of three. Yep. Deal. Sounds Take good. I, I would love a sweep. Um, seems a little unrealistic, but whatever. Could happen. Could could not happen. We'll see. Just have to find out. All right. So, in game one, as you heard, talking about Marisnik, he was activated from the ten-day IL. He mm-hmm. played. He didn't play for what, three weeks. Long time. 
Yeah, and then uh, he came back, had a pretty good game back against the Padres. I'm not sure if he did anything else. Um, he's got two RBIs, so he's back. And as we already mentioned, Alzale is on the injured list with a blister, which is really bizarre. I don't know why he would be on the injured list with a blister. Wouldn't that heal up in, like, three days? Dang. I just, okay. I mean, they were so hesitant to use the injured list with Rizzo, and now they just immediately put Alvoy on it. Just seems really weird. Yeah, and we brought up Cole Stewart, which is who we uh, option for bringing up Morrisnick, so we had a fun one day in Iowa. Mm. Yeah. One other so- move here. Activated Mills from the 10 day aisle and the option Corey Abbott, which honestly I'd rather have Abbott up than Mills. But it is what it is. Yeah, so I think that's good for the injuries. I think that's all we have, thank goodness. And, yep. uh, yeah. So I think, let's see, does that wrap it up? I believe it does. Uh, 100% capacity, like you said, tomorrow. Wrigley Field going to yes. be packed, it's going to be loud, and it's going to be great. Going to be rocking and rolling, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. You always have that sign-off line, that whole, like, I believe it does. <laughs> When I ask if it wraps it up or not, you're like, I believe it does. And it does. <laughs> and that's when we all know that the podcast is over. Kind of like, uh, kind of like when the news broadcasters always say, like, you know, their name and who they work for signing off. And they, that never leave. It's funny. Um, so yeah, full capacity tomorrow at Wrigley. It's going to be great. Um, even I on, like I said, even on TV, that's going to be amazing, 100%. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for the first home run hit by a Cub player. Oh, man. It's going to, especially, like, if we, if we have, like, a really pivotal home run or something, or if we have a series like we did against the Padres last weekend. Yeah, dating just, back to the, <laughs> to the Padres yeah, series at Wrigley. Even with the 60% capacity of the Baez homers, the crowd it sounded, just went nuts. It was, it was, yeah, it sounded, it was going nuts. We said this before. It sounded like it was 100% already. Yeah, and the, the uh, Jace Tingler said that he was really surprised by the electric, like the electricity in the crowd. And the, he's not the first uh, opposing manager to say that they think the atmosphere at Wrigley is awesome, and it is. Desert, uh, it's very loud and gets pretty pretty amazing, yeah. especially if you go there in person. It's great. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I get to go to Wrigley this year. Only yeah, got tickets going, for one game so far, but I'm uh, probably going to I'm, Cincinnati and St. Louis. So I'll just have to hope to squeeze in a Wrigley game. Yeah. So, let me click. I'm going on the... 
uh, the 8th and the 11th. I'm going on the 8th against the White Sox. So wish me luck. And then August. Uh, August 8th. And then I'm going. I'm uh, I have a friend who's a White Sox fan, and we're debating taking each other to the home parks. Oh. Well, so who knows? Maybe we'll find each other at one of those games. Well, I've, I've never been to a, one of the uh, Frostown games, so I've no, I, I'm assuming that it's pretty balanced. When, oh, all day games, too. Dang. Yeah, like, I'm assuming it's pretty balanced between how many fans from each team are there, although I do remember that a lot of times, like, just when I would watch TV, I heard a lot more Cubs fans at Guaranteed Rate Field than I heard White Sox fans at Wrigley. But maybe that's just me. Maybe, maybe that's The White Sox never have good teams. No, they don't. Not even now. There's a lot of empty seats over there. Um, yeah, and it's funny because even a pop fly hit in Wrigley Field, you'll hear more of a crowd roar than you would a walk-off home run at Guaranteed Rate. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it is kind of funny. I don't know. Every, kind of a... every fly ball hit. All right, Cubs player, Wrigley Field, the crowd just explodes, even if it's just a flyout. Well, especially if it's, like, late in the innings. I've been at Wrigley when the Cubs have been trailing by, like, a run in the eighth inning, and they've had, like, a run around first and second or something. As soon as the ball goes into the air, everyone gets really excited, and they're like, oh, it's not, it's not a yeah. home run. Hold on, guys. It's not quite a home run. And then, like, you know, too bad excited. Then the home run happens. Great. But um, I think it's going to be really loud if Jock owns. She's only got one at Wrigley this year. Yeah, I think it's going to be really loud if, like, anyone homers. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, I remember, Hendricks will get his first career home. I know he's looking for that. That would be so awesome. I would love a Kyle Hendricks home run. You have no idea how many memes I would pose to be homers. <laughs> I would, oh, no. I would, uh, there'd be like 11 posts that day, and it would all be about Hendrick. And Maybe he pitches a perfect game and hits a walk-off home run. <laughs> that would be great. For um, the Cubs' first hit. Yeah. Um, I remember I went to a game in 2019, Cubs against the Mets, and Javier Baez hit his 100th career home run, and it was in the eighth inning, and it put them ahead. It was a three-run homer, and it brought them from behind, put them ahead. And that was the loudest I've ever heard Wrigley to this point in my life. It just went absolutely nuts. It was like everyone was like jumping up and down. Some people were jumping like some people jumped over their seats like into the next row. It was so funny. So yeah, it was it's pretty crazy atmosphere. Yeah, but um, it's the best out there. Yeah, by far. Um, opposing fans, managers, players have all said Wrigley is. Um, a very electric place. So I really cannot wait to see uh, tomorrow because, as we heard during the Padre series, they were loud and really ready to see the Cubs win and do things again in person. So against the Cardinals at Wrigley in the afternoon, it's going to be really fun. Sure. So game one tomorrow at one twenty Central, two twenty Eastern. Be yep. sure to tune in, of course. Watch the Cubs face Johan Odell. Should be able to win that one pretty easily, hopefully. 
Yes. All right. All right. I, I think believe that's that. That's all. Yeah, that's all. All right, that wraps up this episode. And, of course, as always, follow our social media. Twitter, I am Sheriff Chapin. He is Goat Rizzo. Instagram, Cubs Wayne and Cubs Legion. We will see you back in just a few more days.